Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Talk Exchange. Today we have with us in the studio, Jen Stoltz, who is the Director of Prevention Services at the National Exchange Club. And Jen is going to talk to us about parenting tips, about some of the things that she has encountered in her own career, and she's going to give us some great ideas. One of my favorites was the idea of using emotion magnets. So this is an episode you're going to want to pay attention to in terms of just, you know, getting some ideas. So write some of these things down, grab a cup of coffee, and uh, we hope you enjoy today's show with Jen Stoltz. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Tracy Edwards, and I'm joined today by Christy Linda. Hi, Christy. Hi, Tracy. And welcome to this episode of Talk Exchange. We're excited about our guest today, Genevieve Stoltz, Prevention Services Director with the National Exchange Club. And we're excited to have a conversation about the resources offered by the National Exchange Club uh, supporting our national project, the Prevention of Child Abuse. Child Abuse, yes. Coming up in April, we have National Child Abuse Prevention Month, so it's... um appropriate that we have Jen here today to talk to us a little bit about the national program. It is. It's a good opportunity to highlight the services provided to clubs, to centers, and how we can help them work together to fulfill Exchange's mission. So welcome, Jen. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. And I love talking about Exchange and what it does for families and children all across the country. So I really appreciate the opportunity to come and to talk with you, Christy and Tracy. I think Exchange does such tremendous work for families and children across the country that um, it's exciting for me to be able to share with everybody what we do. It is, and it's exciting, especially now, because we're hearing so much buzz about the program, and we have several places that are interesting and interested in bringing parent aid to their communities, right? That's correct. Um, and actually, in 2022, we had two new exchange parent aid programs start and a new center join our network, so that was very exciting. And right now, we're looking at... Um, Oh, let's see. I think there's four of them kind of in the works right now of having exchange parent aid come into their community. So it's it's really, um, yeah, there, it's a buzz out there. And it's exciting to see that there'll be more families served in more communities with our wonderful program. Yeah, um, not too long ago, we had Peggy on from Naperville, and she discussed the program and what it's done in her community. So could you take a few steps backward, Jen, and explain to um, someone who maybe isn't familiar with our parent aid model what it means to bring that parent aid into your community? What kind of services are being offered to families when we have parent aid in a community? Truly, there's a lot of services that the program can provide to families and to children and help even increase awareness in the community itself about what maybe families and children are dealing with. But the kind of services that Exchange Parent Aid can provide is that one-on-one support and assistance to families that might be struggling, Um, struggling with stressors, uh, and all families struggle with stress, and it's a significant indication that, um, that might increase the risk of maybe abuse and neglect within the family. Uh, lack of resources, um, and many of our exchange parent aid programs work very hard to provide necessary resources, diapers, formula, uh, food, uh, bus tokens, all kinds of things like that that will give the families the things they need to be able to go about their daily activities and to not worry about where the next meal is going to come from or how they're going to get to the doctor's office. Um, Other kind of things that... 
the Exchange Parent Aid Program does is they really work with families to help parents understand where their child's at developmentally and why they're behaving the way they are. I just see so many times that uh, the, the poor parenting happens when the parents' expectations are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You know, when they expect the three-year-old to follow, you know, 10 instructions in a row and, you know, to go in and clean the room all by themselves and when they'll go in and find their teddy bear and start playing. But, you know, when we can talk with folks about, you know, what a three-year-old can be expected to do and help parents understand that and then respond effectively to their kids, we just see a, such a huge change in the dynamic and in the relationship between parent and child. And I think that's one of the uh, dynamics that Exchange Parent Aid is most successful with with families. So it's a little bit like that parenting book that doesn't exist. Yes. That's what we've all been looking <laughs> yes. for since the beginning of time. That's absolutely right. You know, that whole lesson plan that you wanted when you first brought your baby right. home. Do you remember yes. how scary that was? And mm-hmm. yeah, and everybody, when I use that kind of a phrase, goes, oh my, I do remember what that was like. <laughs> and, you know, even just getting calls from parents over the years, it's just usually that they don't understand, sure. you know what's happening with their child and why they're behaving this way and how they should respond effectively to to manage that behavior. Yeah, I mean, children aren't that great at expressing what's going on in their head, um, what is challenging them, what they need, mm-hmm. right? And often we struggle to try and identify what it is we can provide for them. We're not always successful. No, you're no. absolutely no. right. <laughs> yeah. And I can even think of working with kids myself or with nieces and family, friends, children, you know, when they all of a sudden they're talking at you and you're like, I don't have a clue what they're talking about here. And I have to force myself to think like a four-year-old yes. and go, oh, okay, that's what they're wanting. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, this is a great service to bring to communities then. Mm-hmm. So not every family has to be in crisis to be stressed. And we need to remove, if I'm understanding you, some of those barriers that allow families to concentrate on the children and the mental health and the schooling needs. That's absolutely correct, Christine. Very, very well said. Thank you. If we can remove some of the stressors that are in the family's home, parents can take more time, you know, to be with their children and to develop that relationship. So with these centers that are all over the country and the national network does spread in different areas all over the country, what kind of resources do we have available this year for the centers? We know that we have this national network. Part of the value of clubs and centers being part of a national network is the tools and resources that are offered to them. So Jen, talk about some of the tools and resources that have been developed for this year to debut in April for the centers specifically. Okay, specifically for the centers and new just this year we have um, um, emotion magnets is what we're calling this. I do too. And so we have a set of emotion magnets which include happy, angry, scared, worried. And what the intent is, is to give them to families and have the families put the emotions on their refrigerators mm-hmm. or some, something, but a refrigerator would be great. Everybody goes to You're the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's always there. Yeah. So we can put them on the uh, refrigerator and uh, sometimes t- children have difficulty identifying their emotions or mm-hmm. talking about their feelings, like you were saying, Christy, mm-hmm. and, but they can come up and pick up the worried emotion magnet and put it on a separate part of the refrigerator and set it, this is how I'm feeling today. Mm-hmm. And it helps them to identify and then to share with mom and dad 
And then it can lead to uh, commun- more communication about what's going on and why are you worried, and maybe we could do this to take care of your worry. But we'd also like to encourage it. Sometimes our parents have some difficult times right. expressing their mm-hmm. emotions. So we'll also encourage parents to say, you know what, to little Bobby at home, he said, Mommy's just feeling kind of mad today. So let's just talk about that and how we'll all deal with it and we'll all get better. And it's it really leads to one of our protective factors for children and for families called social-emotional learning. Mm-hmm. And when they can really begin to identify how they're feeling, what that means, and talk about how they want to deal with it. Well, those magnets are so great for the mm-hmm. parents, too, because mm-hmm. just thinking about the parent who normally, maybe maybe they would choose a different outlet mm-hmm. to express those feelings yeah. that could be negative, mm-hmm. but now maybe that magnet opportunity gives them a moment to just stop and slow down and, and think and, and choose a different response, mm-hmm. and now they have an educational opportunity and maybe a an opportunity to have some tenderness or some closeness mm-hmm. and work through it together. Absolutely. I mean, that was perfectly said too, Tracy. I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of individuals, parents, Mm -hmm. but a lot of individuals have experienced trauma themselves, you know, and maybe still carry a lot of that around. Or even if it's not trauma, life happens to everybody, you know, and people get sick and we lose parents, you know, as adults, somebody might lose a job and all of those emotions can come back and not everybody deals with it very well mm-hmm. and or even sometimes identifies it so it's another way to to identify that and to begin talking about it and then hopefully yeah leading to some better resolutions with it mm-hmm. yeah and you know when we developed this Jen when you first brought this to us and we started talking about getting it ready for April it made me realize that even in you know in any family teaching children um, to understand that other people are also experiencing mm-hmm. experiencing emotions mm-hmm. and then it gives the parents the ability to feel like the conversation uh, naturally opens up mm-hmm. you know so you can talk to the children about the fact that yes you do have feelings as well you know it gives mm-hmm. them that external cue that uh, other people are struggling so mm-hmm. it's really a great communication tool sure yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it too. I have one short little story I could share about identifying emotions. Sure. Okay? I worked in a group home once with that housed ten teenagers usually, and that were having significant issues. Why they were in a group home because they couldn't make it in a foster family setting. Mm-hmm. And one boy in particular that just didn't have a whole lot of self insight had gone through some horribly traumatic experiences. And one day I was at the group home, and I was talking with the kids, and they all went to their rooms, and he came back out once and said, Jenny said, I don't know what's wrong with you today. He said, but you're mad at everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And we haven't done anything today. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. That hadn't been a good day. I was snapping at the kids. And so I called all the kids back out, and I said, you know, this is what Mike just told me, and he's right. Mm. And so I'm, what I'm going to do is I've ever have days like this again in the future. When you come home from school, I'm going to tell you that this has not been a great day. It may not change much, but we'll at least all know. And after that, the kids would watch and say, if I'd say something about a bad day, and they'd say, everybody be good because Jen's having a bad day today. Uh-huh. And they uh-huh. would start to monitor themselves. Right. It, was such a great, it, was such, it was such a great example mm-hmm. of if we have that kind of self-insight and kind of acknowledge it and talk with people about it, that it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Well, that's great to 
set that example and just being really real with kids. I think, mm-hmm. you know, honesty, so many times we try to maybe protect them from, from subjects or mm-hmm. sugarcoat it when mm-hmm. really the best thing is maybe to get it out there and just be honest. Yeah. Well, and kids see it anyways. Right. They right. know, you know, sometimes I think mm-hmm. we like to pretend they don't know, but they know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great example of one of the tools mm-hmm. that we're providing to centers this year. Yeah, and that's a great, you know, bringing it full circle, you know, from your experience in the group home, understanding how this can be a useful tool. Mm -hmm. I've identified it in my own family, how it could be a useful tool. So it's wonderful that we're taking this nationwide. Mm -hmm. And then we're pairing it with a couple of other projects. Do you want to explain those? Sure. Um, Another thing that we've done this year is we've developed um, some tip cards that we hand out to families. And these are very, very valuable. And the exchange parent aid staff use them directly with families. The topic for this year's tip card is um, 10 ways to strengthen your family. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I yeah. like this one too. Yeah, and it just, and it's not even big things. It's like mm-hmm. take a walk in the park together or mm-hmm. read a book together and just to build that relationship and uh, strengthen that um, connection between parents and children. Yes. And so I'm really excited about that. I think that's nice. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, and then the third uh, piece that we have for April is um, a wall a piece of wall art and it's beautifully done and you can mount it on your wall and the phrase on it is in a world where you can be anything be kind and we really um, embraced that this year and we feel like it's really following up on our anti-bullying message from last year and just in continuing to strengthen that and people can purchase that and they can put it up in offices or schools Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a great message in schools um and just kind of continue on with that, how we treat each other. Well, excellent. And, you know, exchange clubs are always looking for something that they can do to support centers. They could even purchase that wall art to hang at the center. That would be a great welcoming focal point to see when you walk into a center. I agree. I think it would look Mm -hmm. lovely in the centers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the centers would very much appreciate that. Definitely. So if exchange clubs are wondering what can they do during April National Child Abuse Prevention Month to either support a center Mm -hmm. or if they don't have a center but they want to do an awareness project, for Mm -hmm. example, what should they do? Well, I think working with the centers um, is almost one of those easy things to, Mm -hmm. to help clubs develop that kind of connection. Centers are always looking for uh, volunteers. They're always looking for support. Um, and they so much appreciate the exchange clubs. I can't tell you how much I hear from centers all across the country about the work that clubs are doing for them. Now, collecting food supplies for the for the centers to give out to the families that mm-hmm. they're working with, collecting, again, diapers or formula to give out to the centers. During the uh, pandemic, one club purchased like six new laptops for a center because wow. all the meetings were were virtual, but their laptops weren't in great shape. And so to make sure that they could still reach out to the families, um, they bought them laptops. Oh, and gave that's, it to them. that's great. Yeah. And there's been so many times that I've even, you know, when clubs will call and say, what can we do? And I'm like, you just let's, let me connect you with this center and this director. And they'll be happy to share some things that they, that they could use your help with. And it might even be just doing some landscaping around Mm -hmm. the center or helping out answering the phones. I think Peggy in the last podcast talked about they used so many volunteers during the pandemic just to reach out to families that they couldn't see Mm -hmm. and just try to offer emotional support over the phone. And I remember talking to a club member that had participated in that, and they said it really made me 
understand what families were going to because families were so appreciative of just getting that phone call. Sure. And knowing sure. that somebody cared enough to reach out. So there's lots of different kinds of things that, that clubs can do. Um, if they don't have an exchange center in their community, there's almost always some other kind of organization that's working with kids and families, family resource centers, maybe a boys and girls club that I think clubs and club members could get very involved with and really use those kinds of programs and organizations to strengthen their community and to help kids and families. So we had um, Peggy on, as you mentioned, and she talked about how this um, the exchange parent aid, the home visitation model, is very unique to anything mm-hmm. she's ever seen across the country in that it goes up to 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is unique about our program that would make someone say, yes, our community needs this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the age range is, is truly one of the most unique ones. Um, the other aspect that I'd say is very unique to exchange is the support we get from not even just the local clubs, but from at a national level. Mm -hmm. Also, the national at the national level, we're able to collect data from the centers around the country and provide that information back on the success of our program so they can use that to hopefully get more funding in for the program and to showcase to the community what they're doing. So we're able to to utilize that data at a national level. They also report back um, assessments or evaluations they do with families that shows distinctly how families um, are getting stronger and Mm -hmm. getting healthier together. They're building their relationships better. Parents are feeling less stress. Um, We were able to do a a very large research trial that uh, examined a number of our centers and the programs and how families benefited and how they found value in it. And the research demonstrated that if a family worked with our exchange parent aid program for just six months, that we could um, help parents develop their parenting skills and their understanding of child development. That was one finding. The second one was we could reduce maternal stress and anxiety, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And the third one was uh, that we can reduce physical and emotional aggression towards children. Wow. That's, that's a some, su- successful program for sure. You yeah. bet. Something we should all be proud of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And to our listeners, if you want to learn more about bringing a program to your community or want to learn more about exchange, visit nationalexchangeclub.org. And thanks for the work you do to strengthen families and share the word about exchange, Jen. Well, thanks for letting me talk about it. I always get excited and um, I, I just can't talk enough about how exchange really works in its, its communities to help families and, to, and helps kids. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Jen. Jen.